Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined by Ryan Donnelly. This is also the college football po- podcast, the only one that likes Thanksgiving. It's a controversial take. I know it's a, it's a, it's an unpo- it's an it's an unpopular opinion to have in these in these uh, these times. But Ryan, we like Thanksgiving. We think it's good, and we've got a lot of football to talk about this week because of it. Patrick, we like Thanksgiving, and we're also the only college football podcast. It's reuniting on the versus platform to play our 2006 hit so icy together after years apart, uh, torn by, you know, rivalries and gang beefs and, mm-hmm. and just years of shit talk. We're finally reuniting on stage to perform, uh, that classic club hit we all know and love. Yeah. And then we do actually, we have a, we have a, uh, sort of a, a concert scheduled for December to free Larry Hoover. And so I'm, I am looking forward to, to putting <laughs> that together with you. Um, Ryan, how have you been? <laughs> We're the only college football podcast that's going to have Jay Prince on to talk about the Tadati's playoff. Dude, pods. that would be cool. I'd like that. <laughs> We're gonna have Jay. Um, we're, we're having we're gonna have we're having Dave Chappelle on to talk about how uh, uh, BYU thought it was a G five program, now it thinks it's a B five program, mm-hmm. and uh, why that's problematic. We're gonna have Jay Prince and his brother Ron Prince on to talk about the Kansas State job, <laughs> and their other brother Prince Philip. Mm. Uh, I was also going to come on the podcast. And just Prince. Full on, just Prince. It's a, <laughs> Welcome to the Prince show. We've got four Princes the here. Survive Prince. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and of course, the theme song is going to be two Princes, but we'll play it at double speed, so it becomes four Ooh, Princes. Ooh, okay, yeah. Now we're, now we're or half speed to, to sort of really stretch oh, it out. Because okay. you got to stretch it out, make it long <laughs> enough to be four kings. If it's just, and it's, yeah. it's the Wide Prince podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, lo- <laughs> we, do love a, we do love a Wide Prince. Um, Ryan, well, Patrick, to answer your, your, your original question, yeah. I've been doing well. Um, you know, before our podcast today, I pre the podcast by, um, <sighs> I'm trying to get closer with the spirit of my Midwestern ancestors. And as a result, um, I ate some venison, mm. uh, but I ate it fried uh, alongside some pierogies. How was that? I really get in touch with my Pittsburgh and Midwestern roots. Um, it's good. You know, I'm feeling very centered. I'm feeling like my life, uh, you know, rides <laughs> yeah. on the game on Saturday. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the, the fate of my, of my future, of my, my, you know, Eternal B is in the hands of Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, that's where I like it to be. Yeah. See, I feel the same way, but for the exact opposite reason. Uh, you, you are, we are, we are, we are in desperate need of our, for our lifeblood of the exact opposite result. And so that's going to be, it's going to be a fun, a fun podcast to talk about that. Um, before mm-hmm. we talk about any games, uh, specifically the Thursday night games, which of which there are only two, there is a little bit of coaching stuff to talk about. It's going to be a kind of, constant refrain here on this show as we as we cycle through the uh the off season within the season that has somehow sprung up in these last couple of years um surprise surprise james franklin not actually going anywhere james franklin like mike gundy you can now put into never actually going to go anywhere territory he's never going to go anywhere this guy's just he's just doing it to get a contract extension he gets another one here um why did penn state do this it seems like they don't really need to do this, and also he's not doing especially well right now. It doesn't this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, I think they basically like can't afford to lose him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess they could. Uh, it kind of falls into the territory of like the money isn't real anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's all fake money that Penn State itself isn't paying. Boosters are just paying for it. Sure. So what do they care? Like, what do they care if some booster agrees to pay more to keep them? Um, it's probably easier than trying to get out and find a new guy or like, I don't know, hoping Luke Fickle says yes to come coach for you, which I don't think is a guarantee. Yeah. Um, 
And if you don't get him, you're stuck with some loser like Matt Campbell uh, or Jeff Halfley, mm-hmm. um, who has no chance to win any real games. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of like it's kind of just puts you in a tough position if you lose them. And kind of the same thing Michigan State did with Mel Tucker, right? Where it's like worth overpaying to keep your guy. Yeah. Um, even if he's not the guy. Yeah, I, I guess I, I do think like if if Penn State maybe had a little bit more sense, uh, probably would have been, and maybe it did, and this is why they did this. I don't I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the AD there, but. Uh, you know, trying to back channel with Luke Fickle, see if he's interested. Back channeling with somebody like Matt Rule, seeing if he's interested. Um, and if either of them are, I think that that would be an improvement over what's going on right now. And maybe you do say like, okay, James, go ahead, go to LSU. You know, go to Florida, go do whatever you want. But um, maybe they did do that, and and the answer was not positive. And so that's sort of well, either James Franklin and you go eight and four every year, or Matt Campbell and you go eight and four every year, but in a more annoying way. Um, so I, I, oh, I mean, come on, James Franklin's a way better coach than Matt Campbell. He's, he's won the Big Ten. He's putting up the same records as Matt Campbell is. Uh, I, I have not, I have not seen it recently from James Franklin. <laughs> come on, James Franklin is... went eleven and two one year. Matt yeah. Campbell hasn't broken like the eight win barrier what like ever. Yeah, James Franklin also just hired Mike Yursich as his offensive coordinator and savior of the offense. I mean, he's he's sort of it's not been a good couple of years for James. Who's Franklin. Matt Campbell's OC? Uh, Tom Manning, who I think is actually fairly good from what i have come on from what i have heard um no i mean mike you're such though it's it's a stupid hire it, it was a it was a dumb hire at the time and it feels like james doesn't really yeah know i'm, I'm not is. saying james franklin's like a top 10 coach i'm not stupid but i mean like he's a better coach like it is not fair to put him in the same category as matt campbell like that is giving matt campbell way too much credit matt campbell's in the same tier as i don't know like i'm mean, going very mean i'm sure if i can the sentence but like Matt Campbell's a poor man's Dave Doran. Like, who cares about Matt Campbell? Yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm not saying that like they should have gone out and hired Matt Campbell. I'm saying they're going eight and four already, and that's what he does. Um, and I don't really see a great path forward here from from right now, other than Drew Aller being really good because the the offensive line development there is just pitiful. It's, it's so it, it's, bad. It's, it's pitiful, so bad. and it doesn't seem like James what is, is, uh... is particularly aware of that. What's the name of the uh, what would you call the meme where it's like the two like soy guys with like the uh, soy face pointing at the thing? I think you know talking about yeah, people know what you're talking about. It's you, you know the guys. That's how everyone sounds every time they try to give uh, Matt Campbell a job opening. Just yeah. constantly soy face over Matt Campbell <laughs> winning seven games or whatever. Uh, shut the fuck up! Please stop doing this. I'm so yeah. tired of it. I'm not. I'm not appointing Matt Campbell with the job. I'm just saying James Franklin's going eight and four every year, and that's sort of. That's uh, that's Matt Campbell. And that's back. cool. That that's Penn State's rightful place in college football. Good they got God, uppity <laughs> under that under that wop. <laughs> <laughs> being being Joe Paterno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> now they could bring him back. Here he's here he's looking Bill for O'Brien a job. Bill O'Brien is uh, he's like Leo's character mm-hmm. uh, in uh, in The Departed. He's like the Irish Italian guy. Sure. Uh, <laughs> everyone who coaches at penn state is italian even if you're not italian in spirit um, james so, james franklin is in spirit right. italian if nothing else um so bill o'brien got made as a paisan before he took the job there was a ceremony is penn state to italians as uh notre dame is to catholics is that what we're establishing here <laughs> it's their famous Irish people. Thank you, baby. <laughs> Italians are also Catholic. 
<laughs> okay, is that so? They're a different kind of Catholic. Come on, let's let's be real. Here. Um, <laughs> I think. Uh, okay, here let me, I'm working on a take here. Let me, let me work this out on yeah. the podcast. Um, Penn State sounds like you're really working on BYU, it. Why? Or, or sorry, Penn State and Rutgers uh, are to Italians what BYU and Utah State are to Mormons. Okay. All right. So Rutgers is the pure uncut shit, but Utah State's kind of kind of there too. Sure. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, I think Utah would apply there as well. I think that I think that they all have the same sort of thing going on. Anyway. Uh, uh no. Utah is pit. Utah is pit. Utah, is it? It's a clearly. Uh, yes. Even though it is, you know, mostly filled by uh Mormons in the uh-huh. same way that pit is mostly filled by Catholics, uh, and Italians for that matter, and, and Irish people. Yeah. Uh. You know, it, it is a secular program. Okay. Utah does not ham up the Mormon thing as much as uh, BYU and Utah State. Sure. Um, okay, anyway, now that we're 10 minutes into the podcast, uh, James Franklin's not going anywhere. <laughs> what was the other coaching news? Was there other coaching and, and news? And let me tell you about the Methodist, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. The other coaching news was Matt Campbell. It's just that he keeps coming up for jobs, and you're you're upset about that. Oh yeah, people are people are saying he's like uh, emerging as a serious candidate at USC. Yeah, um, be very funny. Certainly. If USC makes that hire, just could not be. They could not have picked like a worse candidate. Like, yeah, Mike Bone. Jo- you better not keeping Clay Helton. Yeah, like Mike Bone, go to jail at that point. If you've you've opened up the USC job so that you can hire Matt Campbell, go to jail. That's it. We we need to contain guys in the Midwest in the Midwest. There's enough of this guys in the Midwest going to get jobs elsewhere. Yeah, because they just all want to hire other guys in the Midwest. Yeah, and uh, it's gone too far. Like you don't need, you know, uh, all shucks, Podunk, Matt Campbell mm-hmm. taking a job at USC. Like that's not the purpose of USC jobs. That's not how you win there. Yeah. You don't have like the uh, program builder culture. You know, here's our blue collar offense guys. That shit sucks, dude. USC is supposed to be fun. Yeah, it's like you know, I'm gonna go find a five star running back, and he's gonna get. 13 million dollars in nil deals because he lives in hollywood sure uh and he's gonna end up dating a kardashian like that's Mm -hmm. cool that's cool that is cool yeah we do love that i think the the idea of campbell at like miami as well is very funny to me people saying that you know florida should go higher miami should go higher do you know what that would look like (laughs) that would be it's jim mcelwain but worse it's it's like what if uh what if we took a guy who had no idea what he was doing in the South, but also actively hated it instead of was just too dumb to realize what was going on, right? Like, this is right. They're like disaster scenario. What if we scenario. had Al Golden and yeah. he didn't know what was going on and also looked stupid? Yeah. What if we had a guy who was even worse than that? God, I think it'd be cool. I think they should try it. I would uh, I would enjoy seeing what happens with that. What's Al Golden doing right now? Let's oh, he was he popped up for the UConn job. Um, I don't know if he did that on his own accord. But I, I believe he's with the Giants, right? He's part he's of the, the very... Bengals linebacker. Oh my god, coach. he was part of a very funny Giants staff, I believe, <laughs> as well. Um, that famous position unit has always does really well. Bengals linebacker. Yep, that's right. Uh, could you, Ryan, <laughs> off the top of your head right now, could you name a Bengals linebacker on this current team? Uh, <laughs> I don't well, think I could. Ray Maluga. Since Ray Maluga retired nine years ago, that's probably the last one that I've got besides Avante uh, Perfect. Yeah, retired, I think. Golden was hired uh, as the as the linebackers coach January twentieth, twenty twenty. I literally do not know a single Bengals linebacker since then. <laughs> he was fired from the Lions' tight ends coaching job, bro. <laughs> How do you get fired from the Lions? Oh no, no, no! He didn't get fired. They, it's even funnier. 
they switched him over to linebackers coach. And then he got fired. <laughs> he they switched him over to linebackers coach, and then a year later he got fired. Good lord, that rocks. This it, man is uh, this man is terminally. He's bad a cool guy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, don't don't I'm don't looking hire up some linebackers. Uh... Okay. All right. This yeah. is this is good podcasting here. We can we can figure out who Cincinnati's <laughs> linebackers are. Didn't they draft a guy in the first round a couple years ago? Uh, no way to know. Yeah. Here are here are the linebackers. Let's see if you remember recognize any of these. Guys. Okay. Joe Baki. No. Uh, oh, kind okay. of. Where did uh, he go to school? He played at Michigan State. Uh, okay. He was an undrafted free agent. Vaguely, yeah. He was. He was one of the one of the the dozens of D'Antonio linebackers that was exactly the same and had like eight hundred tackles in one season. That's right. Yeah. Um, we've got Marcus Bailey. Oh yeah, the Purdue guy. Yep, Purdue guy. Also from Ohio. So far, they have two guys who are from Ohio. <laughs> this is uh, what we're talking about. the Big Ten in either drafted in the seventh round or undrafted. This is what we're talking about with not hiring people from the Midwest. You shouldn't do it. Never hire anyone from the Midwest <laughs> for any job. They're going to just bring more of them in. Yeah. Uh, okay, we've got Clay Johnston. Uh, Come on. Seventh round pick. Went to Baylor. <laughs> All right, maybe, maybe Al is innocent in this case because he has literally nothing to work with. Let's just play this out at this point. Yeah, uh, sure. We've got Jermaine Pratt. Okay, uh, Chris's brother. 20, 2019 third-round pick yeah. out of NC State. Yep. Um, this is disgraceful. This is disgraceful Okay, we, <laughs> We've got your podcast co-host, Wyatt Ray. Uh-huh. Um, who uh, made is a drafted free agent out of Boston College. Does, uh, does Do the Lions just not draft linebackers? Is that their thing? They just don't want any? Just for the Bengals. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The Bengals. Yeah, sure. Um, The Bengals. The last one they've got here is uh, Logan Wilson from Wyoming. He's actually good. Yeah, he's good. Logan Wilson is good. Uh, Logan Wilson. Well, they've got one guy. Yeah, they got (laughs) one. They've got one. Their linebacking core is two third-round picks, and everyone else is a UDFA uh, or uh, a seventh-round pick. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Good God. This Uh, guy. These guys suck. This is a terrible team. What a cool franchise. Uh, Anyway, Thursday night, Fresno State at San Jose State, three thirty. Uh, I guess it's not really Thursday night. Thursday afternoon. Fresno State at San Jose State, 3.30 on FS1. Uh, not really sure why they're playing it this early, given where San Jose is, but I guess good for, for afternoon content. I'll take it. I'll, I'll I'll kick this one on the TV while I'm, you know, I guess I'm going to be driving at the time, so I'll kick this on the radio while I'm Where's driving. Where's San Jose at again? Um, yeah, who knows? It could be anywhere. Um, but this is this is kind of fun, right? San Jose State's defense, not bad. Trying to get to a bowl game. Fresno State's uh, good, but extremely weird and could absolutely let San Jose State get to a bowl game. This is perfectly fine afternoon watching. Nothing wrong with this. Kick this on in the background while you're eating your your extremely late lunch before your extremely early dinner. I think this is a, I think this is a good time here. Uh, we need Fresno to win uh, in order for them to stay alive for the Mountain West Championship. I don't need that. I'm fine with San Diego State winning the Mountain West. I have no. I have made my peace with San Diego State winning the Mountain West. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I thought you were conference title pilled and cared about full conference title races, I, but I guess you don't. I, I guess you're, listen, I guess you're a the conference title race is settled. San Diego State is is going to win it. That is that is uh that is how I am conference title pilled. Is that San Diego State is the best Mountain West team, mm. and I think they should be in. With this, you know, people every year, you know, because we have uh, nothing but like uh, BPD bisexuals uh, in the media. Yeah, uh, are always fighting about like how you know how to talk to your family uh, gently about politics this Thanksgiving holiday and uh-huh. these like guides for social interaction you see on social media this time of year. Yeah, um, 
I'm going to write one of those, but it's like how to talk to your uncles that don't like college football, which is pro football. Yeah. And like how to explain to them uh, why Dude. Fresno State's cool. <laughs> that would be such a good bit. <laughs> Honestly, not a bad newsletter bit for this week is how to talk to your family <laughs> gently about G5 football. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I might do that. I think that would be kind of funny. Um, um, okay, you're, you're, <laughs> your toothless uncle who brings 14 guns to dinner wants to watch the Packers play. Here's how you tell him that's not really quite appropriate. Yeah, here's how you explain to him that San Jose State is actually the far better option. <laughs> Why it's problematic to watch the Lions on Thanksgiving Day? That one's A true. A box explainer. Yeah, that one is correct. Um, <laughs> brought to you by Slate. Uh, also on Thursday night, Ole Miss at Mississippi State, 7.30 on ESPN. This is the big one. This is the one you're probably actually going to watch. Um, Egg Bowl is always good. What's up with that Lane Kiffin shit, dude? Did you see this? Tweet? I thought I think it's very funny. I <laughs> I respect Come him. On. I respect him for saying it. I think it's very funny. Come on, for you guys who didn't see Lane is basically like, you know, you shouldn't hate somebody based on where they went to school. You shouldn't take a rivalry that seriously. Yeah. We should lock that guy up. That's not cool. <laughs> Hilarious thing to say as the head coach at Ole Miss. <laughs> Getting yourself in trouble oh for God. no reason. No reason to do it. <laughs> just no benefit whatsoever. Just saying it to say it. Um, yeah, no, it's I think I think it's very funny, if nothing else. And it, it is very funny to imagine him at, like, Florida, right? <laughs> A place where if you say that, you'll be killed. Right, right. Lane at, um, Lane. I don't know. I mean, in Florida, they'll just take anything at this point, right? So, I mean, like <laughs> maybe Lane at Alabama. Lane after a after a blowout loss to Alabama at Florida, just saying, "Well, guys, it's just a game. I mean, don't take it that seriously." <laughs> Dude, oh my I, don't, God. I don't know if you understand the job that you are in, Lane. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's very cool, especially because Mike Leach absolutely feels the same way and just doesn't doesn't say it. Mike Leach has no emotional connection to any football game he's ever coached. Yeah, Mike Leach views like football as like an academic exercise, which is yeah. not really cool to do. Mm, um, you have cool. to care about it. No, 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 no. Mm. Yeah, you have to have deep emotional investment. I don't know uh, about all that. I do lo- like like the Mike... fun part is like the beating your chest, like you know the pounding, uh, way too much liquor at eight thirty in the morning kind of situation. Yeah, uh, that's the cool part about football. Okay, all right. Uh, well, Mike Leach does do that, so don't worry. Um... But I, I like it is very funny. The Egg Bowl with two coaches that do not give a shit about the Egg Bowl is such a funny character twist for this rivalry. It's like Mike Leach doesn't know any of his players' names, and Lane Kiffin is halfway out the door, um, and all of the players are just absolutely furious at each other. That's that's the appeal what's, here. What's cool about football is betting your entire car on like the Ole Miss money line, mm-hmm. uh, and you know drinking uh, mouthwash in the morning, uh, like chugging it. Yeah, uh, to be able to watch this game without being too nervous. Yeah. that's what's cool. Yeah, it's that does sound pretty cool. It sounds like you're living the good life. If that's if that's your setup. Um, I am kind of curious about this as a football game. I I think it's yeah. I think it's gonna be fun. Like this is always fun, but I think it's going to be very good because neither defense has any interest in doing defense, and so it's just gonna be another one of those where it's like sixty-five to fifty-eight, and I think that's very cool for Thursday night. I I like that. Uh, I'm starting to believe uh, in this, in uh, an old this year. I don't know. I think like I, I think they're they're a dog, right? I think I saw they were a like half my dog or a pick them. Yeah, uh, a lot of places, which seems bizarre to me because Mississippi State has not played that well. Dude, you we um, were we were talking about this earlier this week. There are a lot of really weird lines this week, like lines that just yes. don't really yeah. not even like at lines where it's like okay, I could see it if this happens, but like lines that just don't make sense, like. Texas being favored against Kansas State or 
any number of things where it's like I don't really I don't really know what they're seeing here. I don't understand. Like I think like Iowa State's a two touchdown favorite against TCU. Just strange, strange lines. And this is uh, this which is, is always bad. Like if you if you're betting on a game and the, the Vegas line is deeply suspicious, mm-hmm. you should be very nervous. Yeah, it's a lot likelier they're right than you are. Yeah, but uh, of course I still bet all of those lines. Sure. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I mean, the, the, listen, the 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 our instinct as podcasters can't be wrong. We have to know more than Vegas right. naturally. Um, yeah, I'm I, smarter than Las Vegas. That's right. Famously, I would watch both of these. I would, I would recommend it. Um, Friday early, Staple Beer, Boise State at San Diego State. Very funny to make these two play at noon, <laughs> noon Eastern. Um, but this is another one of those that's it's pretty much for the conference. If San Diego State wins, it is into the Mountain West Championship. If Boise State wins, I believe it would be it would be in as well, right? It would be it would be in against. Uh... Either I Fresno think State Boise, or I, let me pull up the scenario. I actually uh, I Boise might no. Boise needs an Air Force loss, I believe. Is that right? Um, Boise State goes to the playoff. I'm oh, sorry, playoff. Jesus. Uh, Boise State goes mm. to the conference title game in the event that they and Utah State both win and Air Force loses. That's right. And um, Air Force or, is playing. Yeah, UNLV. if Air Force loses, yeah, if Air Force loses, Boise State's in basically. Yeah, um, which I don't. I don't imagine Air Force is going to do, but still worth watching because San Diego State can lock it up. If San Diego State loses here, I believe it would be Fresno, right? Um, that that gets to go if if memory serves, because I think Fresno has the has the uh, the qualifier there. Uh, so yeah, she, Fresno needs a win and a San Diego State loss. Yeah, uh, Nevada is out, I believe. Um, should be should be a fun game Correct. here. I think two good defenses, two really fun defenses to watch. I would not expect a whole lot of points here, but I do think that this is a a, a good start to the to the day, especially gets the CBS the primary CBS billing. Um, should be I, I think should be fun. I think that if you like good defense, this is a this is a good defense game and not like a bad offense game. I think we have two legitimately interesting and capable defenses here. Yeah, I, I can't disagree. Um, I think that it's going to be a good football game. And I do love, by the way, that almost every game in this window, like I think maybe aside from the Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan game, mm. uh, it's just going to be ugly as shit and very few points scored. Yeah. Um, it's a good way to start the Friday. Be it's, it's oh, a, yeah. It's a very good, like, you are food hungover and you just have these on. And then, like, 3.30, the good stuff starts to hit. And then by by yeah. the night, you've got some interesting You roll out games. of bed at, at 10.45 or 11. Yeah. Uh, you know, you heat up some leftovers on a sandwich, like That's leftover right. turkey and potatoes on a sandwich, all yes. together. Uh, you swap up that sandwich, and mm-hmm. then you, you know, you turn on <laughs> Boise State, San Diego State. Uh, you turn on Iowa, Nebraska, our second game of the week, uh, and you just settle in for a slog. Yeah, uh, and, and that's what that's what the real stickers are going to do this week. And it's it's time to find out what you're made of, yeah. uh, and if you're really committed to it or not. That's right. And then by the time the afternoon rolls around, you start to get a little bit more. And then by the time Friday evening rolls around, you are mainlining North Carolina, NC State. And we do love to do that. Uh, <laughs> the one your buddy says is good, but he's probably lying and it sucks. Iowa at Nebraska, one thirty on Big Ten Network. Always the the weird kickoff time for this game. Uh, Nebraska, I believe, is without Adrian Martinez, which means it will somehow win this game and knock Iowa out. They're of... favored. Yeah. Nebraska I... was favored to start opening the week. <laughs> Very strange. Not really sure what's going on with that. Uh, another one of those where I don't understand it, and so I'm going to stay away from it. Um, I think that Nebraska should lose here, right? Because it doesn't have its starting quarterback, and I, I don't think he's played poorly this year, but it seems like people disagree with me, and that, that I, I would guess it's more of an anti-Iowa sentiment than it is pro-Nebraska, but like these guys can't win a close game, right? They're not going to win this game. 
we do love that. We do love to uh, see them lose a close game. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're definitely not going to come on. It, it happens all, every time. Yeah, they just keep uh, doing this. <laughs> and now they're doing it without Adrian Martinez if they're only the player mm-hmm. uh, on offense. I mean, come on. It would uh, it would be kind of funny in just in sort of a cruel it would way. Be funny. It would in a kind of a cruel way to Adrian Martinez if they come out and just beat the shit out of him. Just kill Iowa. I think the funnier <laughs> thing is like Wisconsin, you know, being ranked top fifteen and uh, somehow blowing a game. PJ Fleck. Yeah, and uh, and if you do that, I, if we get that and Iowa loses to Nebraska, PJ Fleck gets to go to the Big Ten championship game, and I think that's very yes, funny. Yes, that's as right. Well. Yeah, if Iowa loses this game. Just be warned that full Big Ten West chaos is coming on, yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Because it will involve Purdue uh, winning a game. Purdue is already eliminated from Big Ten championship contention, but it can cause a tiebreaker that results in Minnesota going to the Big Ten title game. Yeah. Uh, and just to spite Wisconsin and Iowa, which you know Purdue will do if it can. Absolutely. So you're definitely looking to that. Uh, so We do love that. Yeah. Uh, Let's go Huskers. Let's go Huskers. Uh, weird beers that you try on the 5% chance that they're actually good. Kansas State at Texas, Eastern Michigan at, C- at Central Michigan, Utah State at New Mexico, and UTEP at UAB. I'm going to stand here for Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan. It's a good rivalry. It's a pretty important game for both teams. I think either one of them has the chance to get to 8-4 and four here with a win, which would be a really good season in, in both of these spots. Um, both have been playing well as of late. They have really different offenses, but both are, are effective and good. Eastern Michigan's is a lot more throwing with Ben Bryant. Central Michigan just runs the hell out of the ball, even with Khalil Pimpleton, mm-hmm. who's their, their best receiver. Um, fun offenses. I think this is going to be your your shootout of this bunch. I think it's going to be really fun and, and meaningful to these teams. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think my... Uh... The one that I come fair I want to offer in this window is the uh, UTEP at UAB game. Yes. Uh, two o'clock. Uh, UTEP is like the team that uh, Power Five chuds think that every G five team is, which is like they rack up easy wins against terrible teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, UTEP is actually that team. Like, yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They, they are seven and four exclusively uh, on just dog shit opponents. But who cares? We like it. It's good. Right. We love that. We love that. Uh, UAB uh, will beat the hell out of them. Uh, yeah. School. Yes. Yeah. UA, uh, dude, UAB is fucking good. UAB is really, really good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it would be a contender in almost every G5 league this year. It is nuts that Bill Clark has done this so consistently there. Like, we don't, we talked about him a little bit on the last show, and I don't think that he is built for the SEC, but that man is just like, like, um, like Dave Clawson style. I think he's just a really good coach. I think he would just win wherever he goes because he's a really good coach. Well, let's just quit messing around and uh, just get these good G five teams in a league together. Come yeah. On. Okay. Sure. Um, I I would like I will say I don't really want to sacrifice regional rivalries. I think those are fun. So maybe we just need a a one massive sixty five team G five league. <laughs> that's what we're that's what we're looking for. Um, that's what we want. That's what for we sure. want. Yeah. Featuring, of course, Notre Dame, the number one G five team. Um, and if Cincinnati doesn't get mm-hmm. into the playoff, Notre Dame will, and that counts as a G five. And I'm I'm running it up on the score. That's 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 mine. Thank you. Uh, Friday afternoon, Staple Beer, Cincinnati at ECU, three thirty on ABC. Um, hey guys, don't blow this, please. I don't think they're going to, but it'd be I'd I'd really prefer it if they don't. Um, because ECU's uh, offense I, is kind of good, know. and I'm I'm. I'm just frightened of of Cincinnati right now. I've 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 got more power power than I've ever seen before, and I don't know what to do with it. 
Uh, I tweeted this about the Alabama Auburn game, and I'm getting to think the same thing about Cincinnati ECU, which is that um, when everyone in the country is tweeting like, "Oh man, this is kind of a trap game. I don't know. Yeah, be careful. Yeah, this is kind of a tricky game for this team, this playoff contender." Uh, it loses all of its power. Yeah. Uh, except you for a trap game. Except for the Michigan State Purdue game, which is just a matter of Michigan State's work. not very yeah. good, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I see what you're doing here. I'm trying to devalue my Buckeyes. <laughs> listen, uh, man. Listen, if Ohio State goes out there and takes care of business this weekend, I'm ready to fully believe. But right now, I gotta see it. I gotta see it against Michigan. That's all I'm gonna say. And then I'll say yeah, the same I thing. Mean, yeah. And then I'll say the same thing next week against Wisconsin, and then the same thing in the playoff right. against Cincinnati, and then again against Georgia. I'm just and... waiting for an Ohio State team to finally prove itself against Michigan and a Big Ten West Patsy. That's what you just never see. Uh-huh. <laughs> as long as they can make that happen, that's, that's, that's finally I, be a I need to see. I need to see this one specifically do it, not the program in, in, uh-huh. in, in, in its history. I need to see this one do it because uh, okay, this one is well... so this one is so different and distinct from the other ones that have come before it. <laughs> Well, I think you'll be pretty convinced by about twelve uh, seventeen on, on a Saturday afternoon. Probably, I think that'll be about all we probably can so, and I'll be really glad that I woke up at six a.m. to drive up to Ann Arbor so that I could cover it. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, that's probably kind of, kind of close. Oh, yeah, probably something to think about. Um, <laughs> boy, I hate. Good luck parking up there, pal. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati ECU. <laughs> I think Cincinnati wins uh, going away. Too. I think they have entered uh, the time to stop fucking around mode, and are just going to roll through the next two teams for the playoff. It does kind um, of, it does kind of seem like that. It certainly felt like that against SMU. They were just like, okay, yeah, here we go. We're going to turn it on now, and it's going to be over. Uh, which here's is... what I'm hoping for, because I, I, I want to see Cincinnati have a game. It's like their best chance to win. Yeah. Um, I want to see Cincinnati beat Georgia in the first round. Come on. Uh, and get the four seed. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Which, which means, uh. We we need Oklahoma State to win out because they would pass Cincinnati if they went out. This, this, this no, come on. Georgia's is is Georgia's better than Ohio State. Come on, this is silly. Okay, this I no. want to see Cincinnati get a winnable matchup. You were uh, you Georgia. were ready to fire Ryan Day two weeks ago. <laughs> He's still on notice. <laughs> You think he has the best team in the country and he's still on notice. That's right. Unbelievable. I don't understand what's wrong with this. I mean. <laughs> Unbelievable. Good Lord. Have uh, you ever read, listen, this is my theory. Mm-hmm. Ohio State fans are, you know, insane. Yeah, right? Sure. There's no about that. Uh-huh. They're, new, they're nuts. Like, no way. You know, if you even. <laughs> Can't believe it. If you even get close to losing to Michigan. Like there are like heart palpitations across the state. People are like ready to post your family's like address and like yeah. where your kids go to school. It's a high pressure job. Yeah. But here's the thing: you read the Alabama boards, and they're even more insane. Like they're even more committed to like murdering you if you don't beat Auburn or whatever. Yeah. So, I think the lesson from this is we all have to be a little more crazy. Mm. The expectations have to get ratcheted up. Like yeah. keeping Greg Sudrava on staff is a capital offense. Mm-hmm. Um. Parker Fleming, home of the gulag, immediately. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I can keep going, but I don't want to make any actionable threats here. Yeah. Um, listen to me on the Menace to Sports podcast and hear any actionable threats. The, the, thing, <laughs> the thing that, not to get too deep into the weeds here, but I, I think that this, will, that this will interest our listeners. The thing that drives me most crazy about Ohio State fans, as I, I deal with them on a, on a daily basis, um, is not mm-hmm. that they are insane, because a large portion of them are, they are insane, but they're insane in the most annoying way possible, which is that they scold literally any negativity about the team. 
Um, are Alabama fans? Oh, I don't do agree that. at all. Like I, the 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 ones that the message board ones obviously are not like that. But the the vast We're majority. We're like one specific fan with a peanut M M&M and M shaped head is always in our mentions. But I think there's like <laughs> no, uh, dude, <laughs> no. The, the 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 Ohio State Twitter fan, the people who are on there, are like psychopathically positive at all times about oh, anything the, the Bucks. And it, it drives me crazy. It's like, it doesn't have You're to all be You're cultivating the wrong kind of fan. The Twitter fan of any fan base is the lowest living life form. Like, sure. There are like three, <laughs> there are like three teams or fan bases that have good Twitter, uh, like interactions. Yeah. Um, most of them are awful. But the real, the place you get the real sickos. And by the way, I think, here's another theory here. The mm-hmm. reason you like G5 teams even more than like you, you were predisposed to already. Yeah. Is because you didn't grow up on the message board culture. You no. grew up on the Twitter culture of cultural interaction where G5 fans are more likely to cultivate because they don't have big message boards to post on for a smaller team like that. Yeah. Whereas like an Ohio state fan like myself or some other, you know, like a Georgia fan or whatever is like posting on whatever their equivalent of Buckeye scoop was in 2014, just mm-hmm. imbibing the most like disturbing <laughs> things you can possibly do from, Guys named Nevada Buck or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think it, it breeds a different culture, but those fans are the ones that are like a, a weird mix of relentless negativity and relentless positivity. Uh, yeah. And it flips for one day a week. Uh, during the game, uh, if you make any mistake, you muffle pot, whatever, yeah. you should be taken out by snipers. Um, but if you say anything <laughs> after the game ends, like the, the veal is lifted and you have to be like, I just hope our young men graduate with a 4 0 DPA. We're going to make the team proud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's really fun to play the game. I don't think it's fun at all. That's my. I think that, that is where we differ. Is that I think it's horrible and I hate to do it. <laughs> I, I think it's. I think it's among the worst things that you can do for your brain. Um, but... Football message boards are the best place on earth. I'm sorry. I don't. I, I'm always just sending people messages that like. Uh, I'm like, oh, guess what the guys on the board said about. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know the Wheel of Time Amazon series. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> guess what the guys on the board said about Narcos, their favorite TV show. <laughs> <laughs> they stayed oh, up boy. all night watching <laughs> oh man um i could go on about this for hours guess yeah. the boy said about custom trucks on uh on the message boards that's right yeah um we're uh we're covering the game live here from the rick reichert booth where we can't get in beyond this we, this is the best we can do so uh here we are we're live we're covering the game um, the one your buddy says is the one your buddy says is good, but he's probably lying and it sucks. The Rick Reichert booth, uh, folks, we're watching this one on Friday. No, Missouri at Arkansas, three thirty on CBS. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know about this. I think Arkansas is going to boat race them. Like Missouri's not good in in any meaningful way. Missouri is not good. That's right. Um, however, Arkansas can play. Arkansas is a different team every week of the season. Sure. They are simply never doing the same thing twice. Well, uh, we do respect them for that. That's that's They're Mr. Two Dan Woo Pig Suey. Yeah. Think that's cool. Nothing wrong with that. Uh weird beers that you try in the five percent chance that they're actually good. Coastal at South Alabama, UNLV at Air Force, Colorado at Utah, and TCU at Iowa State. Uh I don't know if I can recommend any of these to you in good conscience. Uh maybe the Air Force game for the conference sake, maybe the Colorado Utah game. If you want to see Utah just completely roll somebody, Coastal South Alabama might be kind of fun 
because of the South Alabama defense against Coastal offense matchup, but neither of those has been especially good as of late, and obviously you shouldn't watch TCU-Iowa State. So I don't, I don't know if any of these are really especially interesting. Hmm, disagree. Okay. <laughs> How no, so? No, no. Uh, these are all bad games. Yeah, uh, these are all bad games. <laughs> all right. Uh, the plan here is Friday is to watch early yeah. and then go do something fun with your friends. I think you should I think you should keep an eye on Cincinnati ECU, but you certainly don't need to watch it. I would I would just have it on your have it on your little phone app and check it every now and then and make sure that everything's going to, as to uh, according to plan there. Friday evening, you do want to be back for this one North Carolina at NC State 7 p.m. on ESPN and then Washington State at Washington, the battle of not having a coach at at uh, FS1 on 8 p.m or on FS1 mm-hmm. at 8 p.m. Uh, I think that the North Carolina battle is going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to that. I think that there's going to be about 800 points scored in that game. And then the the Washington one is dog shit. Terrible. Completely unwatchable. <laughs> um, I do think Wazoo is a cool program. Okay. Uh, and they are still alive for the uh, for the Pac-12 North. Sure. Yeah, I, I think I think I'm rooting against them here because I would like it if Oregon State beats Oregon and wins the Pac-12 because of it. I think that would be very funny. I think it's even funnier if Oregon State beats Oregon and puts Wazoo in the Pac-12 North title game like, without a coach. I mean, that's like the funniest possible outcome. I think. I don't know. I I I have a I've def- I've picked up an interest in rooting against Oregon this year. Um, and it is very funny to see that happen to Mario Cristobal, especially if it meant that Oregon State was going to the conference title game instead. Like, I think that would drive him to insanity. I think he would take the LSU job because of that, um, and that would be good to me. I'd like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't be watching these games, so. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's enough of my opinions. <laughs> sure. Saturday, early, staple beer, Ohio State at Michigan, noon on Fox it's the big one. It's the one that everybody for 45 minutes today, as we record on Tuesday, asked Ryan Day, hey, why is this one important? And Ryan Day said, it just is. And that was the entire press conference that Ryan Day held, and we do love that. Um, it's This is the, the game. This is the big one of the week. This is, you know, what is it, two versus five or whatever it is in the college football playoff rankings. Um Ohio State's going to win. Ohio State will win by multiple scores like it always, always, always does. I'm 22 years old. I've seen it not happen twice. Um, Ohio State's going to win, but I, I do think it's still worth watching and keeping an eye on because, I don't know, it's the thing you do. Um, look, I mean, it's time for the Buckeyes to roll, dude. And I think it's uh, it's time for Ohio State to finally get one over on Michigan. Um, <laughs> I've just had enough of rivalry going so one-sided. I think mm-hmm. it's time to really, uh, really take it to them. Dude, dude. I don't know. Look, uh, Michigan can't do anything. They suck. Uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. This team is the top five. It's absolutely absurd. Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to uh, be there, I guess. Right, Oklahoma State should be. Yeah, who cares? Doesn't matter. Oklahoma State's going to do care. the Oklahoma I, State is. I care. Oklahoma State is going to do the exact same thing. Uh, three hour or seven hours later. Literally the exact same thing. It, it does not matter which of these teams I, is ranked higher. I, sorry, I've become Gundy-pilled. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think Oklahoma State's going to go 12-1 and one and make the playoff. Good God. Uh, I have bought in. Uh, it's time. <laughs> what is, I, I believe in the pokes. What fundamentally is different about what Oklahoma State is doing and what Michigan is doing in terms of viability against actual teams? They, they're both... Uh, they're both half teams. <laughs> there's nothing going on here. There's, 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 the lights are not. The lights are on, but there's nobody home. The difference, the difference, 
is that Ohio State's offense is drastically better than this year's version of the Oklahoma offense. Well, yeah, obviously. And the Oklahoma offense has a quarterback that can't throw a football. Okay. Oklahoma State also has that. I think Cade McNamara is certainly better than Right, Spencer and Oklahoma Sanders. State has a better defense. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to matter. I, I, think that they're, I think that they are both fundamentally flawed in ways that they cannot possibly overcome against their rival. Um, from a, like, from a, a, this was set in stone three and four years ago in, you know, December. This is not a, this is not a right now decision. This is not a, what the team is doing this year thing. This was set in 2019 when these classes signed. Michigan cannot possibly catch up to Ohio State in the same way that Oklahoma State cannot catch up to Oklahoma. They are fundamentally different. I, I just, there's no way. Mm. I've seen it so many times. I have no reason to believe that it won't be this. Well, I disagree. Okay. Um, what do you actually think about this game as a as a football game? Because I, I, I'm the Ohio State Michigan game. I'm kind of interested to see Ohio State's offensive line against Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo. I think that that'll be fun. If nothing else, I'm interested to see what Ohio State does with its two healthy linebackers against the Michigan rushing attack. Granted, it's the two good ones who seem to be healthy, which is I guess good for Ohio State's sake. Um, I'm interested in the Michigan short passing game against Ohio State's defense, which has not done great against short passing games, but hasn't hasn't hurt them a ton outside of the Oregon game. I am curious about that, but it it will end in a multiple score Ohio State win for for you know for the day. So I I don't know I don't know how interested I am in it beyond that. I I do think that there are matchups within this that I'm curious about, if nothing else. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think Michigan has to keep playing to do anything here. I, I don't think their strengths match up very well. Um, I don't think they can cover Ohio State's guys. Yeah. I, I'm not convinced that um, as good as their defensive ends are, that it's going to work against this team. Like, specifically, like, the thing that Ohio State does well on the O-line is just, like, one-on-one matchups and pass blocking. Yeah. Um, and unless, like, Michigan finds a way to, like, create an interior pass rush, which is not really like what their thing is. Yeah, they um, haven't I been terrible at it, but it's still not. I don't think it's terribly feasible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, surely there's I, I not a think, uh, surely there's not a national team perhaps waiting for the Buckeyes that can create a lot of interior pass rush. Um, we're, we're not... That's not going to be a concern for Ohio State, right? There's no team that's really strong on the inside in, in rushing the passer. Uh, no, I can't think of any factors. I certainly can't think of any that would beat the Bearcats uh, when it came down to it. Um, uh. Look, uh, uh, it's Michigan. I don't know what you're going to say. I mean, they, yeah. they can't move the football. Like, they're not going to be able to move the football very well all day. Yeah. They're going to score 17 points, and Ohio State will get somewhere between, you know, 38 and 50. So, uh, I mean, unless, like, an insane series of turnover luck happens or – uh, Ryan Day just decides to call the bad plays again, mm-hmm. which he, he is want to do. Yeah, season. certainly. He likes he to, do want that. to do that, but he's, I think he's already got out of system for this year. Maybe. Um, the problem last year and why it kept happening like so late in the year is that it's a condensed schedule. He has to do it two or three times a year, every year. Sure. And, uh, with only six or seven games, you know, you have to do it more frequently. Yeah. Uh, but this year he seems like he got him all out of the way. So mm. we'll see. Um, we'll see. Uh, I think it's, I sounded insane saying this last week. Um, Because, as you know, I have to find something to be worried about during the game. Uh Uh, Even when Ohio State plays an absolutely perfect football game as they did last week. Yeah. Um, I I am still concerned 
that Ohio State, particularly this iteration of it, but kind of all the Ryan Day teams, um, is a bit of a front-running unit. Like, in the sense that if they jump all over you and beat you, like, if they have a 14-0 lead, uh, they're just not going to lose, right? They'll just keep pounding you and end up winning, like, 35 points. Yeah, you can't come back but, against Ohio State. It's You cannot possibly – you can't come back against Ohio State. Correct, correct. But if you have However, a lead – if if you punch them in the mouth early or just even hang tight with them for like the first two quarters, um, they kind of are shaky and kind of doubt themselves and don't really pull away from teams very often. Yeah. Uh, which I guess the only time they, they, they've had a couple comeback wins. Um, I think Northwestern last year was one. Uh, I think they trailed the second half against Wisconsin in the 2019 Big, 12, Big Ten title game. Yeah. Um, Nebraska game. And they trailed close. the second half against Minnesota this year as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, those teams are obviously not very, uh, talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they play good football teams, they really struggle to, to have a comeback win. So if Michigan can like hang around and make it ugly for the first two quarters, I think like Ohio State's a team that can take a punch to the mouth. Well, so that's something interesting to see, but it just won't happen because Michigan is like so mentally fragile in these games. Like their players come in expecting to lose, yeah. but they're just going to lose. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, I am like if Michigan drives right down the field and scores on the first drive of the game, and you know it's like a ten play, eighty five yard drive or something like that, where they're just running out, running the hell out of the ball. Maybe it'll be interesting because um, that is the sort of thing. Like this is an Ohio State team that doesn't love when that happens and doesn't usually respond to it terribly well. If Ohio State gets the ball first here and scores on the first drive, it's over. Like that's that's the end of the game right there. Is is you know. Like a like a either a long winding drive or C.J. Stroud uncorks his arm and throws it sixty yards down the field to to Chris Olave. It's just I don't think either of these teams can handle being punched in the mouth, and somebody's gonna have to do it. And so I I would I would bet on Ohio State because Ohio State's better at punching than Michigan is. I think that that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, um, they just uh, have haymakers, right? Like they just have they have four or five guys who are capable of throwing a haymaker on offense. Yeah. And even a couple on defense, and I think Michigan has one. Yeah, one their haymaker two. thrower is Aiden Hutchinson, and uh, I, I that's think it. I think Blake Corum, when healthy, can can get close to it. Um, but he is, you know, he's uh, it's a I hard it's a hard he's thing big to ten fast. He's not fast fast. Well, I got bad news for you about Ohio State's linebackers. Um, but I I think that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have bad news for you about half of Ohio State's linebackers. The other half is fine. Um. I think that uh, I just don't see it. I don't see it as, you know, Eric All being able to to burn Ohio State for big plays or Cornelius Johnson getting open a ton. I think that the RPOs that Michigan runs will create free yardage because Ohio State's not good at handling those defensively, but I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think that it can sustain drives because Jim Harbaugh is going to get antsy and he's going to go away from that or he's going to dial up a big one and Denzel Burke is going to get an interception or... I don't. I don't think that Michigan is willing to to play the twelve round fight here that would probably need to play to beat Ohio State. I just don't think that they're mentally able to do that. And unless oh, they no, can, not. unless yeah. they can knock Ohio State out early, it's just not going to happen. Like it. It just. I think Michigan. I think the only way Michigan is winning is by like convincingly by like two scores. Because I. I just. I don't think that you can. I don't think they can beat Ohio State close. I don't think they would be able to survive in a close game. Um, no, it, they'll fold. Yeah, it would have to be one of those where like Ohio State's just not, not there after the first drive. Like just gets the shit kicked out of it on the first drive and just gives up. Um, which is something that has happened to this team before, and maybe it, maybe it will again. But I. I would not bank on it. I don't think Michigan is the team to do that. I think that. Alabama is the team to do that, like it was last year, not this season's Alabama, but last year's Alabama, or 
you know, Georgia this season stands out to me as the team that can take and will give a punch. Like this, something that I, and we we haven't talked a ton about this Georgia team because there's just not a ton to say, but something that I really respect about this Georgia team is its ability to take a punch, right? Like the, I think the first quarter of the Tennessee game is a good example where Tennessee gives Georgia everything that it has. Georgia doesn't flinch and then just continues doing exactly what it was doing for the rest of the game and, and gets the exact same result that it always gets. That's hard to do with college kids. That is a difficult thing to convince guys of when you are, when you are a head coach. And I just, I don't see that with Ohio state in the way that I do with like Georgia, Georgia looks like the fucking Terminator out there. Whereas Ohio state doesn't. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, again, I, Georgia is a team that, in my opinion, like they are an incredibly impressive team. Uh, but I think they are a team, much like Ohio State, that is vulnerable to game state. Yeah. And Georgia is not going to come, like much in the same way you cannot come back at Ohio State, Georgia is not going to come back on anybody in the playoff. Uh, like anybody that's Ohio State or Alabama, I should say. I if they think... trail either one of those teams by like more than a touchdown, uh, the game's over. I don't think they need to, though. I don't think they're going to. Like, I, I just. From what I have seen from well, that's Georgia. That's a different thing to say. Yeah, yeah, if Georgia leads the whole time, they'll win. Like, they're yeah. shit. But, like, I mean, that's a different – but, like, in a situation where either Alabama or Ohio State hit a couple deep shots early, specifically against Gary and Kendrick, who is, you know, fond of being killed by deep shots in playoff <laughs> games. Uh, <laughs> um, if that were to happen, like, I know Georgia's offense looks good on the metrics, but, like, do you actually really believe it's Stetson Bennett throwing to that, like, hodgepodge crew of – of like that mash unit of receivers is actually going to be uh, come back, like make a comeback in a game against the highest state of Alabama. Cause I don't, I just don't know. Like I have never, I haven't seen it happen to Georgia and I don't know that it, that it would. Cause I think that the, the Tennessee game, like I said, is kind of a decent example of this where Tennessee comes out firing scores quickly, looks impressive doing it, had a good first quarter in general and Georgia's just kept doing what it was doing. And it just sort of slowly mashed them up. Like it, it, even when trailing, Georgia just lad McConkeyed them to death and seemed comfortable doing that. And I think that that is, even if it's not like the right, most... Well, look at who they've played. I mean, come I... on. Like, Tennessee is like a halfway decent offense. Tennessee has no ability to actually mentally hang with any team. Like, besides that, you played yeah. Clemson's offense. You played... Uh, I mean, Arkansas is a, a good offense this season, but it's a purely rushing-based offense, which will never beat Georgia. Like, you cannot just run for 400 yards with Georgia. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Auburn sucks. Uh, Kentucky's offense is abysmal. Uh, Florida has Dan Mullen had a Dan Mullen as coach. You know, mm-hmm. Mizzou is bad. Like, there's just no one else that was ever going to score on them. I, 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 I know. I just, I think that in college football, the mindset that you see from players, the reaction that you see from players, especially when we're talking about this level of the sport, is as as important as anything else. And I have seen Georgia's players bounce back immediately and not flinch at the few challenges that they have faced, whereas um, Ohio State spent the entire first three quarters of the Nebraska game looking pissed off and then remained pissed off even after the game when they won. Um, this this is a team that does not really seem to like to be in close games, doesn't doesn't take well to it, doesn't take kindly to it, and I don't think that Georgia is, is built the same way. I just... It seems like a different mentality at Georgia than we see at any other program in the country. Georgia is comfortable with just being the bully in a way that even Ohio State isn't. Ohio State, Ohio State wants to... I, 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 don't th- I think that's giving way too much credit to a Georgia team that has consistently like blown its title shots for like four years straight under Kirby This Smart. team hasn't. I don't think it's like... 
This is a different team than the this last This team year. has it. Yeah, sure. But we can't talk about like the history of Michigan mentally, the history of Oklahoma State mentally, and ignore the fact that Georgia did the same thing with Alabama for years in a row. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's that matters, right? Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, mean, I, I just want to see Georgia actually win a title for one time in the last 40 years before they, uh, before I believe they're going to do it. Sure. I, I have also seen Oklahoma State lose to what? Iowa it's State. True. This it's year. absolutely true. And Michigan lose to Michigan State. I just, I don't. I don't know. I I don't. Uh, I have not. Yeah, we've gone back and forth in this in the past. We both have selective biases. Like I didn't. I didn't believe in Iowa State because of purely mentally reasons, and like yeah. <laughs> you don't believe in Oklahoma State for purely mentally reasons. And I don't know. I think it's fair to go back. And, I, I don't know. We all fly it selectively. Yeah. Anyway, the buddy, the one your buddy says is good, but he's probably lying, and it sucks. Also, <laughs> Ohio State's gonna win. Ohio State will win by a couple. After scores. that, after that forty-minute tangent, I'm yeah. Gonna uh, <laughs> Wake Forest at Boston College. Wake Forest is gonna beat the shit out of Boston College. Um, you can have it on mm-hmm. in the background. It doesn't matter. Wake Forest is gonna beat the shit out of them. They're gonna go ten and two, and it'll be cool. Weird beers that you try in the five percent chance that they're actually good. Texas Tech at Baylor, Army at Liberty, Miami of Ohio at Kent State, which is the that's the that's the banger right there, folks. I'm going to tell you right now. That's the one you should watch. Uh, Florida State at Florida, Georgia at Georgia Tech, and Maryland at Rutgers. Uh, Miami at Kent State on ESPN Plus. It's at, it's at noon. Put it on your computer while you watch Ohio State Michigan. I'm I'm not kidding. I'm not doing this as the G5 bit. This is a good football game. You should watch it. This is good, good. football game. This is also good. it matters too. Yeah, it matters. This is for the Mac. Uh, this is for the Mac Division title. Uh, I, this is this is good. This is full on good football. I don't know what more you want. This is really good. I have to say, uh, are you? This is just not really football related, I guess. Or yeah. Program related. Are you at all surprised that Georgia Georgia Tech is on ABC and Florida State Florida is on ESPN? Um, I don't. I, I don't know if it really. I kind of am. I don't know if you can really split the two. I'm guessing that Georgia Georgia Tech is on ABC because of the Georgia draw. I'm guessing that that's why they did that because Florida, Florida state, there's no interest in either of those teams. It's going to be a better game, but who gives a shit? Yes, They're both five but, and six. I think that, yes, but I think, you know, Ohio state and Georgia are probably going to sit on their opponent in the first half, right? Sure. The game's going to be over by halftime. So like, I think there's a reasonable bet to say that everyone's going to start hate watching, uh, Florida state, Florida. <laughs> it's like yeah. To do. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that you can do that on ESPN. I don't think that ABC wants, once the hate watches as much as it wants, you know, dumb guy who doesn't know anything about football saying, "Oh, look, Georgia's on," or "Oh, look, Ohio State's Fair on." Um, and I think that that's a doing that's a this, doing the, the train guy swing face and talk about earlier in the episode. Sure. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Georgia. <laughs> you know, that's it's that's fine. That's the that's the national media looking at Georgia's defense, in my opinion. Oh, come on. Oh, um, we're gonna put we're gonna put four Georgia defenders in the Heisman ballot. Oh, that one is up. that is a little bit a little bit ridiculous. There were like two really 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 good defenders on that defense, and a whole bunch of guys who were just good um yeah like jordan davis and jacoby dean are really good and uh is it jacoby or nicoby 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 that's right um they're really good the rest of the guys on the defense are it's it's na kobe narcotics anonymous kobe that's right yeah uh i'm the kind of kobe brian i thought my narcotics anonymous group that's right <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> They're calling me the LeBron James of. <laughs> oh man, that rocks. Yeah. Go any, ahead. Anyway, Go ahead. Carry, finish up the bit. No, Miami, Miami at Kent State is the game to watch here. Two, uh, like we said, two good teams. Two teams that are playing for a lot here. You should just watch this one. Just have this one on. Just 
it's better. It's better for you. Army Liberty might be interesting as well. Saturday afternoon, Staple Beer, Alabama at Auburn, 3.30 on CBS. I am out on this one. Uh, Auburn sucks. Auburn is, is deeply, deeply shitty now in a way that it wasn't even with Bo Nix. Like, this, this is a bad football team without Bo Nix. Yeah, they're awful. I mean, holy hell. Um, and they weren't even that good with him. Yeah. That's the funnier part. Yeah. Like, they were good with him in a, in a uh, yeah. funny way. Like, we were we were kind of goofing around, you know, oh, Auburn might beat Alabama. If they had Bo Nix, they might beat Alabama. They're not beating Alabama with this fucking guy. He stinks. TJ Finley, no good. I want to continue this, too. Yeah. Um, all you guys who, who after we said the podcast, repeated us in public, I started saying that, too. Uh-huh. Uh, you're the reason Bo Nix got hurt. It's yeah. your fault. And also, you didn't hear it here. Stop saying that you heard it here. You didn't hear it here. You didn't get this from us. <laughs> if you cite us you for predict, if you cite us for predictions before they're proven right, you are a police officer. You can only cite our predictions after they're proven right, and if they're wrong, you can't mention Let's them go. again. Come on, you you guys know the rules. What are we doing here? Um, yeah, all, all, Alabama's going to win. Alabama's going to win just like Ohio State's going to win, where they're going to pull away early and it won't really ever be close. Um, it would be very funny if they didn't, but they're they're going to. Auburn stinks. Uh, the one your buddy says is good, but he's probably lying and it sucks. Wisconsin at Minnesota, 4 p.m. on Fox. This one does suck. You're right. This is bad. Yeah, um, but it's cool. It's it's bad in a cool way. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, this th- I think Minnesota's going to win this game just to do it. Oh man! I think they're. Don't say ninth don't, string running back is going to somehow find a way to get 200 yards on Wisconsin's defense. Don't say which that. Don't make any sense to anyone. Don't say that uh, to me, the man who had to write a Wisconsin preview earlier this week. <laughs> don't put that you on write me. Write up that Iowa preview. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to. Oh, man. This is yeah. your punishment, dude. This is your punishment. For You're going to say, oh, Thanksgiving's good. I like Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's cool. And then you know what happens? you got to watch Iowa play football in the Big Ten title game. you got to drive to Indianapolis to watch Iowa play football. I could just say that I went. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Sure. I don't even go to the press conferences, man. Who cares? Um. Anyway, yeah, this sucks. This is terrible. Damn, you got a shippy on the podcast, group. What's that? <laughs> I said you kind of should work for Buckeyes. Yeah, I also don't like to go to the press conferences, but I don't like to go for a different reason. I I am allowed to go. I just I don't want to. Uh, weird beers that you try on the five percent chance that they're actually good. UTSA at North Texas, Oregon State at Oregon, Penn State, Penn State at Michigan State, and Western Kentucky at Penn Marshall. State. Penn State. Um, Western Kentucky at Marshall is the big one here for me. Uh, another one of these division title games. This is for the CUSA East. Western Kentucky's going to win. They're better. Their offense is really, really, really good. Ba- Bailey Zapp is really good. Um, but I think it's going to be fun. Nonetheless, I'm, I'm going to have this one probably on the main screen. I think it's I think it's really good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'd say look out for Michigan State to beat the shit out of Penn State this week. Yeah. Um, I'm of two minds uh, on they that. They're going to have a lot of... I think, it's, I, well, I think it will be a blowout. I just don't know in what direction. Yeah, I mean, is Kenny Walker out? Have we, have we heard confirmation on that? I would assume. Uh, it, what is the point at this so, point if you're Kenneth Walker? Eh, yeah, I mean, maybe a Rose Bowl, but yeah, sure. uh, I hear you. Yeah. Um, no, because Michigan's going to get the but, Rose Bowl. Uh, which is so ridiculous, but I don't know. I, I think that would be our uh, – we'll see. We'll see on that one. Um, yeah. But uh, regardless, uh, you know, Mel Tucker just got embarrassed in the horseshoe after his big extension. Uh, offer and he is ready to do the same to James Franklin. I think <laughs> that's my opinion. Uh, he said, keep uh, buddy, "Someone else has to be the bottom man to a bowl." Yeah, uh, and so then it's, it's about time. And then Penn State's going to draw Iowa State in a bowl game, and we all know what's going to happen there. 
<laughs> it's something to look into. Oh, I will also real quick oh, just because because we mentioned Michigan going to the Rose Bowl. I think that instead of that, Ohio State should go to the Rose Bowl. I think Ohio State will should win out and then go to the Rose Bowl. Uh, it's just how I feel. Decline the mm. playoff, go to the Rose Bowl. It's more fun. I don't support this kind of thing. I would like to go to Pasadena. That's all I have to say on that matter. I'd like to go to Pasadena. I think you, you can, can do it anyway. Just go. Yeah, I could just go. I, I could just yeah. I, I, you're you're so right. I could just up and go. Saturday evening, Staple Beer, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State, seven thirty on ABC. Oklahoma's gonna win. They're gonna win. They do it every year. They're gonna win. It's it's the same thing. It doesn't matter how bad they are. They're gonna win. It's the same as Ohio State, Michigan. Mm. Who cares? I don't think so. Why? What is your reasoning? Honestly, I, I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's mostly I've just kind of talked myself into it, but I really do think that Oklahoma is just going to be unable to move the football all day. Um, I think that Oklahoma State is like realizing that they finally have a chance to to do this, and there is no logical reason why they should lose this game. Like they are the better football team, clearly mm-hmm. all season in the better team. There's no argument about that. Yeah, it's just a matter of like, can we actually get over the hump mentally? And it's not like. Oklahoma is a team that's going to deliver punches in the way that Ohio State or Georgia would, like where they're just going to push, like, you know what I mean? Oklahoma is not going to shut you out for multiple three and outs in a row. Oklahoma is not going to hit a bunch of seventy-yard bombs on you to score fast. They're like, not. They're not going to shut. Not, I'll say they're not going to shut you out. They will shut Spencer Sanders out because he sucks. He's a terrible quarterback. <laughs> uh, maybe, but they don't have a good defense is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Uh, they don't even have really have an average defense. They have a pretty bad defense. They have a pretty bad offense. They're like miraculously at this record. Yeah. Uh, purely by playing one of the worst schedules in the country. And I just really don't think watching the teams play, I don't think they're close in talent. And I think Oklahoma state might finally have an edge and does not view this Oklahoma team as scary because they're not scary. Yeah. Like Baylor did not play Oklahoma scared at all. Right. Mm-hmm. No one seems to be scared of this iteration of Oklahoma. Baylor has a good um, head coach as well. Baylor doesn't employ Mike Gundy. I think that would help. <laughs> Maybe, but I think Lincoln Riley has one foot off the door. Uh, I think he's going to LSU. I'm starting to believe it. Hmm. Uh, I, I just it. I fell for I fell for it in 2018 when Ohio State was going to play Michigan. That Michigan team was better than Ohio State was until it wasn't, and then it really wasn't. Um, I just I don't I don't believe it with these guys until I actually see it because I have I have not seen Oklahoma State do it. I have no reason to think that they can until I until I see it. Um, maybe I'll be wrong. If so, I'll I'll, I'll take that. But um, man, I need to. I need Oklahoma to see State it. jumps out to a 14-0 lead. That is the time to live bet the Oklahoma cover. Yes, by the way, absolutely. Yeah, Mike Gundy's getting drunk on the sidelines and forgetting how to call plays. Like that's, <laughs> it's it's over at that point. Um, I I I don't know. It'd be cool. I don't think we're gonna see it. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think Oklahoma's gonna win and then get its uh, shit beat in in the Big 12 championship game against this exact same team. Uh, I, I think that it's, Which I think, cool to do. I think That's Oklahoma cool state do. just cannot win Bedlam. I think it's, you know, home game, it's going to be too much pressure. They're going to collapse under the pressure and then they'll win when nothing matters in the big 12 championship game. When is the, uh, let's see here. Uh, when's the last time they won this game? Remember? It could be any number of years from now. I, I, I have no idea. Um, I don't remember one. Uh, they have two in the last 10 years. Okay. Uh, 2011 and 2014. Yeah. So Gundy, I believe, is what? I guess the, and... here's the thing. The last time they were ranked in the top five, 
uh, <laughs> or last time they were ranked the top five this late in the season, uh, they did beat Oklahoma. Yeah, which is something to consider. Gundy is what two and fourteen against Oklahoma, something like that. I think that's correct. Jesus yeah. Christ! How do you keep your job for sixteen years if you lose to your rival fourteen times? Good God! This is <laughs> they don't want it bad enough. That's the problem. I guess so. Some of these programs, man, they'll just let people do anything out there. Uh, the one your buddy says is good, but he's probably lying and it sucks. Clemson at South Carolina, seven thirty on the SEC Network. One very funny that this is on the SEC Network. Two, South Carolina's kind of got something going on there a little bit. I I kind of like that quarterback. Um, they're going to a bowl game. They're not going to win here, but I am sort of. I like what they're doing. I like what they. I like what they're doing offensively. I think that they're running the ball really well in ways that are repeatable moving forward. I think that is. It's a. It's a decent building block that they have there. I'm kind of interested in what's going on at South Carolina. They are going to get their. They're. They're going to get their. Their bell rung here a little bit. But I'm interested in South Carolina moving forward. Um, I am interested in South Carolina as well. I think that. Uh, I don't think they're going to get their bell rung here. I don't know. I think uh, last week might have been. Clemson's big emotional output. Yeah. Uh, and I think there is a chance that uh, South Carolina wins this game. Hmm. Uh, It'd be fun. I, I'm kind of, I don't know. I, I'd like to see Dabo get pants. I'd like to see him. <laughs> I like we talked about last episode where he was like, he finally gave in. He was like, fine, I'll work with the court. I'll do all this shit. I'll pay the NIL money. Yeah. Um, I would like to see all that happen. And then he starts losing more. Okay. Sure. Uh, Sounds like you just want to see Dabo lose, but that's you know what am I? Who am I to say? I, I think Dabo should go through a series of trials and tribulations. You know, maybe several plagues are placed upon his house. Uh-huh. Um, he's forced to walk through the streets, uh, have rocks and tomatoes thrown at him. Yeah, uh, that kind of thing. Naturally, that's what I'm looking for. Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you'd, you'd like to see Dabo fall down a, a series of stairs on a hot New York summer. Uh, you you would like to see. I want to see Dabo. Trying to walk through maybe a yard parking this car and stepping on a series of uh, somewhere between 10 and 15 rakes over and over again mm-hmm. as he tries to exit. You want to see Dabo hit with a big frying pan and then his head takes the shape of the frying pan. You, you know, maybe he, he steps back when he's hit and he puts his hand on the grill and then his, his hand gets the comical kind of grill marks and he says, Youch! And he jumps, uh-huh. he jumps 10 feet up in the air. Uh, we are. I, I want to see Dabo uh, following after a big win against South Carolina. He's running full speed here to catch the big win, mm-hmm. uh, and he runs off a cliff. Perhaps and it's like his running so fast that his legs are yeah. are making wheel shapes in the middle of the air, hanging up. You know, uh, his 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 face stays there as he waves goodbye, and then he falls. You know, the rest of his body falls, and then his neck comes with him. Um, yeah, I want to yeah, see. And you hear the Mannheim scream, whatever it's called. That's right. I want to see him uh, get a little splinter in his thumb, and then his thumb gets really, really big, and it kind of throbs in like a like a like a kind oh, of yeah. way. And he, you know, I want to see that. I think that'd be good. I want to see Dabo wearing big uh, white gloves that the 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 thumb gets all stretched out in. I want to see you know after the game uh, once they already lose to South Carolina. Uh, yeah. I want to see Shane Beamer go to shake his hand at Mitchell, mm-hmm. and he holds out a dabble's hand for a really long time and turns to the camera and smiles. And all of a sudden, a giant piano drops out of the sky, <laughs> and Dallas teeth are like piano keys. All of a sudden, and it's all <laughs> he's all whopper jawed. And, and he's... <laughs> oh yeah, I want to see Shane Bieber in the fourth quarter kick a field goal to tie the de- tie the game, and then he does the Dick Dastardly mustache twist, and uh, Mutley next to him does a little <laughs> giggle, and then Dabo gets hit by a train. I think that would be good. <laughs> um, I want to see uh, Shane Beamer. <laughs> like maybe somewhere uh, towards South Carolina student section, uh-huh. I want him to paint a fake tunnel mm. uh, onto the edge of the uh, the wall, sure. and have Dabo run into it and all those players full speed and get you know uh, have a big uh, 
like you said, a big kind of throbbing uh, lump yeah. on his head. Uh, it's very noticeable from from you know a mile away. I want to see Shane Beamer go into the little mouse hole that he has built into the side of his stadium, and you know he goes in there to hide, and then Dabo comes in with a big shotgun and pokes it through. But uh, Shane Beamer has redirected the shotgun to go up through top, you know, higher up in the wall, and it shoots Dabo right in the face, mm-hmm. and his ears blow back in his face. And it ends with around. his nose, the back of his head. Yes, right? yes, exactly. It's, it's, it's yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's spot on. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. I think that would be good. Um, I. <laughs> I kind of want to see uh, in terms of South Carolina's wearing uniforms, especially the star on them or whatever for South Carolina. I want yeah. letters to get rearranged, like you know, maybe like the first time the game happens and someone gets hit, and you see like the the fake uh, scar paint and it kind of peel off, and all of a sudden it's acne on the uniforms. Yes. And then you notice that um, it's actually Roadrunners and all the uniforms on South Carolina players, and they uh, uh, unleash a series of explosives on the Wiley Coyote Clemson Tigers. Yes. Uh, who who are then blasted off the field. I would like to see at midfield after a loss, uh, Dabo runs out there. You know, he's he's, he's going to try and corral his team in the locker room, but first he has to shake hands with Shane Beamer. And Shane Beamer and his trusted dog walk to midfield, and as soon as they get there, Shane Beamer rips the face mask off of Dabo, and it reveals that it's actually Gus Malzahn. And it wasn't. It, nobody would have ever oh, known man. were it not for those meddling kids. Um, and I do want to see that. Uh, I want to see. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to see Shane Beamer um, beat, <laughs> beat Dabo. Uh, and, and Dabo, well, uh, but first, you know, in the fourth quarter, Dabo's like taunting because the club has a big lead or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and Shane Beamer gets really mad. And all of a sudden, you start to notice that he actually has these two large red dots on his cheeks. Yeah. And he kind of has a yellowish skin, maybe even like a lightning bolt tail. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that Shane Beamer is actually a large Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, he does some kind of like electric volt blast towards Dabo. Yeah. Um, who's actually wearing a team rocket uniform on the sideline. Yeah. Uh, and then him and his sidekick, uh, Jesse and Yalf, uh, they actually uh, blast off. Uh, you see that like uh, head towards the sun and this little wink to just uh, see how they disappeared. I'd like to see South Carolina, or, yeah, South Carolina win the football game. Uh, weird beers, you try on okay. the 5% right, chance cool. they're actually good. Texas A&M at LSU, 7 p.m. Pitt at Syracuse, <laughs> Kent, Kentucky at Louisville, and Notre Dame at Stanford. Um, nothing here for me, but maybe if you're into that sort of thing, you can you can find something in the bargain <laughs> bin here. I have noticed that uh, Kentucky players are doing, like you know how all the Ohio State players or fans cross out the M's, you yeah. know, do the X's instead, right? Mm-hmm. Very corny to do. Yes. Um, uh, I have noticed that the Kentucky players are all doing upside down L's. I guess there's some kind of keyboard command that is upside down L's. Okay. Um, they're all doing that yeah. for every L in like Louisville and some other words. <laughs> they're calling me Mussolini um, because I, I only take my L's upside down. <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> um yeah i don't know i don't know how i feel about it i think it's not really unless I, i'm out of the loop that seems like not their thing and they're kind of copying mm-hmm. and I, I am anti-copying yeah it seems like you're sort of mixing horns down with the the m thing both of which are stupid and and not worth doing no horns down and the m's uh, the m's are not cool uh the horns down thing is cool I don't know. It's very Reddit at this point. It's 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 deeply Reddit. Um, when the players do it, it's being fine, a guy but... who's epic about doing horns down is lame. Yeah, being a player who does yeah. horns down is funny. Yeah, being the the players doing it is fine. It's just everyone else who roots for or watches college football talking about it is deeply lame, and they shouldn't do it. Uh, nothing else here yes. really. I think that yes. I'm especially interested in LSU is going to beat Texas A&M, and it's going to be very funny. Uh, Saturday late, Nevada at Colorado <laughs> State, BYU at USC, Cal at UCLA. Um, my only thing here, why is USC UCLA not the last game of the year? I don't, when did this happen? It seems like that used to be the last game of the year. Why are they playing another game? 
I don't have an answer to that. I feel like it hasn't been the last game of the year for a while, though, right? That sucks. It should be the last game of the year. I don't disagree with that, but at the same time, uh, like it's not. I don't know. It, it's kind of cool for it to have its own day, I guess. Like Georgia, uh, Florida has its own day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like Oklahoma, Texas has its own day. I just, it, I feel nice like if you're gonna those. if you're gonna have your own day, it should be in like October, not one week before the last week of the season. We should figure out all the rivalries. Well, first of all, Notre Dame, USC for the last game of the season, mm. um, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, but I think they need to just figure out all of the rivalries that are like that have to be on the last on the last day of the season you know what i mean like ohio state michigan sure. oklahoma oklahoma state georgia, georgia kind of thing. yeah yeah alabama auburn etc yeah uh the other ones like the ones that are like cool but don't have like a fixed date um just let's get two of them a week and spread them out throughout the year so we okay. get, like, one, like you'll get them evenly throughout the season yeah people get to enjoy these games like yeah. uh you know what I mean? Like Washington, Oregon is kind of developing into a pretty serious rivalry. Let's have that as a fixed day. Like let's, you know, let's play Michigan, Michigan State in a fixed day. Let's have, like, you know, you can probably even work it out to identify big enough rivalries that there is like one rivalry in the early afternoon and evening slots of every single week of college football. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be cool. You get like a uh, every week you can have, you know, whatever time slot they don't want to put the other ones in. You can have like a G five rivalry showcase game where they've got that on ES sure, on, on yeah. ESPN or ABC or something. Like you get deeper than hate on there, which would have to be unfortunately at the end yeah. of the season. But although actually, no, it doesn't. They play at any time. It could be any time. Um, you well, get... that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like even if it's like a situation where it's like not a huge week of full college football games. Yeah. Like, and you don't really have any rooting interest. It's one of those, like, it's like week five. There's no marquee games on. Yeah. Like at least you have some rivalry to watch to see someone truly eat shit. That's like fun to see. Sure. And those games are usually competitive and fun. And I, I think that like, you know, App State Marshall's another one. The central, the central Eastern Western Michigan trio would be good. Um, you know, Ohio versus every other team in the MAC. I, I think that that's uh, I think that's a good idea. I think that would be cool. I uh, I'm in. I I I'm ready to invest. I'm adding this on to my um, the bowl should be the first game of the uh, season. Period. Mm-hmm. Not very bowl pilled of you. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. <laughs> kind of. I'm not bowl pilled. I'm conference title pilled as we talked. About. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get you there. Do you have anything on these Saturday late games outside of just that they are on? Uh, um, <laughs> no, not really. Man, I, I do I, want to add that Bruce Feldman just tweeted something about the Virginia Tech search. Okay. Uh, it seems like they're competing primarily with Florida for Billy Napier sure. uh, and Jamie Chadwell. And there's also uh, their interview group of assistants that include Mike Elko, Joe Moorhead, and Marcus Freeman. Mm. Um, don't hire uh, Marcus Freeman or Joe Moorhead for that job. <laughs> I think I would need to see Freeman in a, in a smaller head coaching job before he goes to Virginia Tech. I think he's going to be good, but I, I, I want to see him as a head coach. First. That's too big of a first job. Um, he has seemingly turned that defense around, but yeah, I still kind of want to see them play against. Like They're uh, good. Like That defense know, is, is good. good. Um, but yeah, I am curious about yeah. what they do in the fucking I'm, playoffs I mean, yeah, somehow. They, they, they performed really well against a Virginia team that was quarterback, like a Navy team, and Georgia Tech. Sure. I'd still like to see him play. Like they, I think they gave up like 34 points to North Carolina, right? Yeah. I think kind of average all year. Um, I think they're a really good defense. Obviously, losing Hamilton is is really tough. Yeah. Um, Boy, could you but, imagine? Just yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if if the national landscape has yet um, digested that Hamilton isn't playing. Could you imagine how bad that Georgia Notre Dame game would be in the playoff? Notre oof. Dame has no. There's no. <laughs> there's nothing there. There's nothing going on. Well, thankfully Georgia cannot throw, so it won't be as big of a loss. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I actually, I, I like think Notre Dame's had a really good year. Yeah, uh, I'm impressed by them. I just I, don't I think, think they, they should they, be in the playoffs. Brian done a great job. Yeah, but come on, don't, don't put, put them in the playoffs. Playoff. Just send them to a good bowl game. That's where they belong. This is a good bowl team. Yeah, this is a, you know, it's like a peak Wisconsin team. Yeah, which also shouldn't, yeah, shouldn't be in the playoff ever for any reason. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Um. All right. Anything else on this week before we get out of here? Um. No, not really. Uh, you know, subscribe to us on our newsletter. Yeah. Uh, follow me with Jennings for Ryan on Twitter. Uh, follow Patrick for Mayhorn on Twitter. Um, follow Nevada underscore Buck on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, go Barton. buy a car at Record. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's right. You know, uh, sign a five star. You... Sign the number one quarterback of all time, and then never play him. Um, uh-huh. do all of that. It's all good to do. Uh, you know, if you want any hot gambling tips. <laughs> Um, DM uh, Ari Wasserman and tell him that Open the Field sent you. If you can, um, <laughs> if you can get a hold of Ari Wasserman, please let me know because it's very hard to do. <laughs> um, maybe uh, text Ari what you think about In and Out Burgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have his cell number, I want to text him that. Just just go ahead and shoot Ari a text. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that there are people who listen to this who have who have Ari's number. Go ahead and do that on our on our account, but please don't tell him that we that we that we sent you. He doesn't need to know that. All right, Ryan. Yeah, tell him that uh, you heard about this from uh, Bruce Feldman on Three Sports Podcast. Sure, yeah, that works. You you heard it from uh, from Stu Mandel. You heard, you heard it from, uh, uh-huh. from him in between talking about the Sagarin ratings, which we of course here on this podcast our official the the party line is that we don't give a fuck about the Sagarin ratings. Isn't that right, Ryan? You heard it from the very cool uh, podcast titled Scoop World Order. <laughs> Good <laughs> Where you heard about this. Just, That's... just um, shoot Ari a text with Scoop World Order uh, somewhere in, in, in the copy. All right. We'll see you guys this weekend. <laughs> <laughs>